Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Alex and this week I'm joined by Joey Scrubs. Hello. And... Danny Krups. Danny Krups. <laughs> Danny Krups. <laughs> Is that what we're going for? Never go for that. Hello, but everyone. surely you're Danny Krups. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Ooh, we were yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you would. Yeah, some people say Krups. We were somewhere the other day and yeah. someone kept calling you Krupper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you... I've come a Krupper. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, and it I just can made remember. me. Oh, well, can you? Oh, okay, yes. it really put me on edge for ages. We thought I was going to lose it. And just pick up a knife. No, not even that. Like as someone who regularly has their name mispronounced, like it's something that I like. It's fine. I grew up. How do people um, mispronounce your name? Scrabbles. Uh, Joe's. Or <laughs> why do they do that? Just people Joe think I. it looks foreign, <laughs> so they <laughs> add foreign-sounding intonations to it. Like that's it. <laughs> oh it happens a lot. Okay. Um, what are you going to say? Um, no, like, yeah, having a slightly unorthodox surname when you're growing up, like, you, when you get birthday party invites from other kids at your school, just every permutation yeah. imaginable. Cooper? That's not my name. That's a good effort. If you want to <laughs> anglicise it to make you feel better about mm. me living in your country, that's fine with me. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that, because my wife's maiden name is Franchek, but it's F-R-A-C-Z-E-K. Oh. And then, that's but exciting. her entire family, when they put, like, restaurant tables, they just go Fraser, just because... Yeah, oh, yeah, it's just way easier. Yeah. Is that Polish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scrabbles isn't meant to be said Scrabbles, but I can't pronounce well, how it's meant to be said. Well, it was changed. Exactly. It's very much... <laughs> that. It is. You can speak Latvian. <laughs> can you, go on. Yeah, you can't teach It's something that. like... The, essentially, the L has like a... It's a sound that we don't have. We so don't it's have like a, It's like a... I just want to hear you try like at least. It's like the back of your throat. It's like a... So, the, <laughs> so it should be something along the lines of Scrabbles. Um, <laughs> Scrabbles. Exactly. But it's sounds like you're swallowing phlegm so <laughs> there's no point oh lovely yeah that's a very cultural beginning hello everyone all of our eastern european roots <laughs> uh switch came out this week and we've been playing it rather a lot yes we all bought our own yeah which i can't even remember the last time a console launch happened that we all went and bought our own we're the reason that it's the record selling nintendo console game journalist i know um yeah i think i've already played it more than my wii u <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> well, because uh, I've played a lot of Twilight Princess recently, which is one of the reasons why I've struggled quite a lot with uh, Zelda, but we'll talk about that a bit later on. Anyway, so first impressions of the Switch? Uh, it's really nice, and it's strange how quickly it became a part of my everyday life. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's so... It's really easy to to sort of understate how... Good, how easy it is to use yeah. like, and that it's been streamlined for use constantly like the thing everyone came out saying when we first got it was I can't believe that you can press the power button and be back in a game uh, within two to three it's seconds so fast isn't and it? it yeah it, you kind of never which, which think about be, how convenient that is but it's, it's weird kind of discrepancy between a lot of things we use every day on our games consoles and PCs which you boot up put in a desk mm. get it going whereas your phone and tablet is instant on and you're straight back into what you were doing last yeah. Yeah. it's that but with a big games console yeah, yeah. It's really smart. And it is, it's all those little things that are adding up to make it something I really like using all the time. Like, like 10 minutes on the tube yeah. is, a, is totally viable uh, and fun, which sh- it shouldn't be. See, what? I feel a little bit weird about getting it out on the tube. I'm Why? talking about the switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as flamboyant as you are. So Milk me! So much envy. <laughs> Imagine that, getting up one, two switch on the tube. Do you want to play Soda Just, Shake? What's a shave? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I don't know. Like, I always felt weird about getting my iPad out on the tube as well. Really? Yeah. I, I did the first night I had it, because it was, like, literally the day it came out, and no one gave a shit. I do. Like, I feel like that's thing, like... Cause yeah. people, look at me. Look at me. Well, I, just think, I think a lot of people just... Why do, like, why do populations don't care? No. no and also, it's like... It's people, and then you think, like, someone take it. It's like, people take out way more expensive stuff on the tube than... A three hundred pound switch. Yeah, dogs, dogs. Yeah, but not necessarily children. Like on display like that. Ah, people. I see people on iPads all the time in the morning. The way I think about it, more money. I've got my headphones plugged into it. It would be hard for someone to take it. Firstly, I would notice, and secondly, there's a certain amount of tension, so they'd have to stop. At which point. I'd gore him. Would you? Yeah. 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 I'd go, fucking Jonah Lomu out. Old Logan. They'd be dead in seconds. They'd have a 3.5 mil jack through their eye. Um, yeah. A friend of mine who was reviewing it for another outlet did an amazing tweet where he didn't realise that the review embargo stated you couldn't take it out in public. Right. So he was like, I only just got around to reading the review embargo. I've been showing it to homeless guys on the tube for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really liked. Do you have a yeah. bang on one two switch with me, mate? I do have a thing where if, whenever I get it out, there is a bit of me that kind of I look up and just make sure. Anyone. You want people to have a look? Yeah, clock? yeah. Is the new Zelda Breath of the Wild? Anyone clock? Do you want to this? check out my armor? <laughs> Pretty sweet. Please make my three hundred pounds worthwhile. <laughs> Validate me. What you were saying about how kind of quickly it's become a part of your everyday? Mm. Like yesterday, I didn't bring it to work with me because I thought I don't want to play at lunch um, because I've got some of this stuff to do. And then I really, really miss not having it on my commute. Mm. Like when I was going home at night, I was like. Oh, I could have done a little shrine. Because that's, that's it. Thing, like, I don't know why you wouldn't have brought it with it. Like, sure, you're no, no. at work, but it's the commuting. Yeah, I saw some people criticising, saying that it's not that portable. What? Oh, I, I, I find insane. that mad. That's what insane. mad criticism like, that is. No, it doesn't fit in your pocket. But did you ever put a Vita in your pocket? No, I've got, like, mm-hmm. everyone go like, most people who do commute take some kind of bag with them. Yeah. And it's really light. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's really, like, it's... I just put it in, like, the laptop it, compartment in my... Yeah, that's exactly what I've done. It's in, fine. I do it inside a hat inside yeah. of the laptop compartment. <laughs> did you not buy a carry case? No. You I'm, I think he did, he's bought a hat. Yeah, I bought, <laughs> I bought a St. Pauli Hamburg football I've got a hat. massive Homer Simpson-style head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I think I probably will buy a carry case because it is freaking me out quite yeah. a lot. And I know it's not going to get scratched, but the thing I'm worried about is no one knows how flimsy the... Uh, joysticks are yet or the joy cons as well yeah the wrong twist or push what's gonna pop off I don't want anything popping off my switch yeah Um, but yeah but so yeah that's basically basically my whole feeling about it is there's loads of the big stuff where it's like oh it's in my TV it's portable whatever like Basically, I'm only really using it as a handheld most of the time. Really? Yeah. So, I'm yeah. definitely docking it when I get home. I'm playing Zelda mainly on the big TV when I can. Yeah. I, I played... We're getting Zelda specifics in a minute, but yeah. this is more about the experience of playing on the Switch. When we got it, I on the Saturday, I played for something like 13 or 14 hours straight. It's unbelievable. And I went to the supermarket in between for some food. Did you say sustenance? You? No, I didn't. Oh. I'm not mad, Alex. Um, <laughs> I did. But I, I, there was a point in the day where I was like, I have played this for about 12, 11 hours now. Should probably do something else. And I just took it out of the dock. I just played it handheld with Peep Show <laughs> in the background. So still playing. Oh, man. I, I watched, well, I had three episodes of Game of Thrones on whilst I played Zelda yesterday. It was just like, I'm I'm achieving something that's not Zelda. <laughs> so I, I think definitely what I've been doing, I've been taking it out of the dock when I've been doing like, not menial stuff, but like, like pottering or mm. like farming stuff or doing like 
map filling in. But when it's been like more story stuff, I've docked it. Like for my first boss fight, I was in the office. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do my first boss fight on the handheld, so I just came in and put it on the TV. Really? Also, yeah. I don't know. I just fancied it doing it that way. I know well, this is yeah, one of the big fights that I had was on the train, and I had motion thingy enabled, and obviously when oh, the train no goes around, yeah, it's impossible. That. Yeah. Turn that off straight away. But I, but I use it normally. Do you? I, well, I, 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 it's like I was saying earlier. It's, I find it good for fine tuning your arrow it, shots. It is a like it, it's surprisingly sensitive that right stick. Yeah. Um, I think because I've been doing it on the TV. I didn't like it on the Pro controller. Right. Oh yeah, that of course. That was weird. Yeah, I've not been using. How, it. Yeah, have you? You've been playing with the pro controller. Yeah, mainly at home. I've been using the pro. Controller. You've been playing with the grip yes. on TV. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing with two Joy Con. Three different ways. Flexible. That is versatile. Like three John, it's like, like salmon three ways. Like John Cena, who advertised it because he's the most versatile wrestler <laughs> actor in the world, according to Nintendo. Um, speaking of, you said, did you take it to the shops with you? We've got a video where um, Naomi is walking down the street with a Switch and just playing and smiling and. I just looked at it like you're gonna fall down a manhole. Like it's that's <laughs> yeah. dangerous. I would never do that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it, also, like uh, it's not very often you actually just have a manhole that's just off. The, the, it the happens, thing. Alex. When cartoons, it does. Yeah. Not sound. in real life. Car- I don't know what. Manholes. I've never been to San Francisco. I've heard it's right. paved with manholes. Okay. So <laughs> with no kind of barriers up around them, just no. people falling in them. Yeah. We're lucky she didn't die. Yeah. We're lucky she didn't die. We are. For Naomi, yeah. And the other, actually, the thing about coming into the office and docking your Switch is another weird little thing that I'd never thought of beforehand. It's like, as long as someone's got a dock, you just go, yeah, I'm on your TV. Just play around. get some extra ones. That's wicked. That's awesome. I know. Why are they not available now? It's crazy. Uh, They actually, they were available and then they got taken off the store. So a lot of people are saying this in a sort of slightly conspiracy theory way as Nintendo making docks that don't have the potential to scratch your screen. Which I'd like to say, if you're one of those people who scratched your screen, you are not treating your Switch no. right. Like, you have to be a maniac to yeah. be, t- like, yeah. yanking it I, out. I, I give it, before I put it down, I give it a little kiss. Yeah. Play it, put it down I cover it with a little a velvet hanky. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, okay. I sing. You can still play Zelda now. Yeah. I treat it like a... Um, Wow, what those people who eat birds? Never mind. I can't remember the. T- <laughs> what like chicken? The people who have to hide their face from God because they're eating birds that have been cruelly killed. Well, you know it. It's I in Hannibal. It. Oh, the Autoland. It does reading about yeah. yeah. They drown a bird. I thought in you were cognac. on about. Is it in the Philippines or in Malaysia where they eat a kind of very developed um, bird fetus? Ooh. We've not seen that. It's a delicacy. It looks absolutely oh right. So and obviously cultural relativism and all that, but it is it's. A fertilised egg, uh, and it's to the point of hatching, and oh, then they just no. eat it. That's just like a crumpled chick. No one needs that. Not for me. <laughs> so, so I do have one. It's, it, I guess it's a criticism. Like, the battery I struggled with yesterday. Yeah, I've, I've because, had that. So I played it a bit at the office, uh, and then on my commute home, and then a bit at home, because... You probably have the longest commute. What is that for people, like, uh, just so they know? So they can work out where well, you probably live. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Triangulate. Uh, probably 40 minutes, I guess. So not long. That's not but, long at But all. then when I got home... Oh, that's like, no, that's not mine. my story, goddammit. All right, sorry. <laughs> right. But when I got home, the, uh, my wife was on the telly, so I couldn't play it there. So um, <laughs> she on the monster. <laughs> Jesus, I was, I was thinking that she was just sitting on top, I'm trying to offer some insight <laughs> for our that picture of the guys on the Empire State Building. <laughs> insight for Dang the man whacking it out on the tube. <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah, sorry, ba- yeah, battery is annoying. No, no, no. I got down to yeah. twenty. No, sixteen percent yesterday. 
Well, you know when it, um, you know when it dies, it mm. it takes a kind of a, a snapshot of where you are, so you're not going to lose progress. Yeah, but I wanted to play it. Yeah. No, I, no, I get that. But if you like, people were freaking out. And I bought a USB C cable to plug into an iPad charger, which works. You can play it. Mm-hmm. But I bought basically a short one, so I had to play with it really near to the plug. <laughs> Is, does, it do, does, it pump, does an iPad charger pump out enough electricity to keep it? It was playing and play? charging at the right, same time. Right, okay, that's yes. good, because not all of them do. We were having this, I don't know how any of, the, any of these things work, but like, I think it was Digital Foundry did a test with a 10,000 milliampere phone charger, yeah, and that kept it alive for seven hours plus the three hours of natural battery life. Right. Which is really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, you shouldn't have to buy a battery pack to keep it. I'm not excusing them no, for no, making no. it, but it's kind of... Most people have a portable yeah, phone like, charger that I yeah. know now, right? Yeah, but a lot of them won't be strong enough to keep it. Yeah? yeah Mine's they're, they're like 11,000. Joe, um, who... Um, there are loads of Reddit threads on it. There's like wattage stuff. Yeah, Joe, our like, IGN engineer who keeps their website running, he was doing some calculations the other day, and he bought one thing for about £45. He said he was going to bring one in today. He's got it in with him. Um, um, it, that's strong enough to keep it 100% charged um, mm-hmm. while playing. I'm just going to have a look and tell <clears> you which one it is. I want to test mine. I haven't done it yet, but I don't have a cable. Yeah, so basically it's a power bank that is built with the idea of ch- keeping laptops charged. So right. it outputs wow. way more than That's nuts. the regular phone charger. Oh, I can't find it. Anyway, maybe I'll come back to it later. <laughs> but yeah, buy that one. <coughs> and is that is that your only real issue with it? Yeah. Battery. But like it's it's totally solvable. It's just because I haven't bought an additional like charging cable. Mm. That's it. To me, it'll, it'll probably accrue over time. Yeah. Right? Have you had a problem with the stick placement on the Joy-Cons? Because no. that's something people who look at it, everyone I know who's looked at it has gone, that looks really weird. Yeah. And in my hands, it feels absolutely fine. No, I, like, think, I think yeah. it feels very natural when you're playing in handheld mode with them on the side. Yeah. As I, I say, I like, don't think that feels weird. I haven't played it properly in the grip. Right. I, I, I think the, the grip the is only the reason. Well, I like the lazy thing. I always did that with the Wii as well, with my hands <laughs> just down by my sides. I really like that. Um, but the. Because it makes you look like a big monkey. And then. Um, <laughs> but the grip looks way too small to me, and that's why yeah, I keep hearing I think about some it. People as well. also saying that it feels like weirdly light as well. Oh, really? And yeah. You've been playing with the grip and had no problems. Yeah, absolutely fine. no problems whatsoever. Really? It's, yeah. That's cool. Like, it feels perfectly natural, feels normal. But what you can't see, because we don't have the video version anymore, is, like, Alex has got hands the size of, like, sort of, like... <laughs> just, tiny, I've got one thumb that's really short. Like a mini donut. Massively long. <laughs> uh, right, so, the recommended Struggles. power uh, battery pack thingy for Switch is 26,800 milliamps. What? <laughs> Digital Foundry lied. But maybe they're saying that's enough to... Yeah. So that oh. will um, charge it... And let you play at the same time for, I don't know, Ever. some time. Forever. Brilliant. So, Do you think you'll invest in one of those? Yeah, but it's an, I looked at it, it's another half a kilo to add to my... Uh, I've got a laptop in my bag, an iPad, Switch, then that. That's too much. That's it a lot. too much. It is, yeah. Making yourself a target. Yeah, you're worried about your Switch well, That's why I don't mixed. get anything out. <laughs> High-tech buckaroo. Yeah. Do you just have a really tatty-looking bag? <laughs> I couldn't possibly have anything expensive in here. <laughs> exactly. Like a knapsack. It's a carrier bag. <laughs> it's a stick with a handkerchief. <laughs> oh. For a while, my old, uh, my old editor 
uh, his bag broke and he couldn't be asked to buy a new one. So he just walked around with like a big jiffy bag full of all his things for ages. And it was so funny. He used to go and we went to the pub a once and he just bag. brought it with him with all his stuff in. Everyone's like, looks really tragic, man. <laughs> just buy a bag. It was mad. Buy a cheap bag. He was doing a lot of walking at the time and I think he just thought that was lighter somehow. <laughs> really wow. funny he was a good man he's not dead I was gonna um, say, he was a good man <laughs> until now he's back until that guy t- mugged him for his jiffy bag and, and he took him off his face. face people mocked his bag so much that he killed himself oh no oh. he's fine well when was the last time you saw him uh Mm. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his Zelda review go up. He might have written that ages ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Beyond the grave. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Zelda, mm. we talk about this. One thing I did see, and you, you're the news editor on IGN in the UK, so correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, God. I thought the... I'm sure there was something in the US. The attach rate for Zelda is like... 56% or something like that. Uh, I saw... Which I find, if it, if that's true, that's ridiculous. I saw what very, else are people buying? I saw very early stats. The, the weirdest stat, and one that has not been fully explained yet, was Nintendo of Europe say that Zelda is selling better than Wii Sports. Right. But Wii Sports was a packing, packing. game. But maybe so they, they must... How are people buying two copies? They must only mean people... Who like, it's impossible it that people... chips or something. I guess. Like, it's impossible that Zelda could have sold more yeah. than Wii Sports in a, in a factual yeah. way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, that's the best-selling well, game. What about, Wii Sports was never available to buy as well. No, it came out afterwards. Did right? it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could so buy it. So there must be that, but then but like, it's got to the point mad. where that might be true because everyone already had it. But was they're it, talking launch... Oh, no. Was this Wii or It's the Wii best you? launch. Right. Uh, this was Wii not, Wii, not Wii Sports Club. Right. It's really confused, like a very strange stat or yeah. fact, I suppose. It's not a stat because we don't know what the stats are. But yeah. anyway, like, yeah, I don't know what the Zelda attach rate thing I'm is. I'm sure in... I saw something like that. I might be massively wrong, but I remember seeing it and going like, what else are people buying? I mean, I, well, I take a small issue with that because there are other good games that people not have forgotten d- about. I'm not but saying like... that. But like, why would you buy a Switch and not buy yeah, Zelda? Yeah. No, that I totally agree with that. seems crazy to me. It does. Maybe people... Mm. I suppose lots of people will probably buy one and like an indie game and then yeah. hope that Zelda goes down in price, which they shouldn't because it never will because uh, it's that, Nintendo. I, I still wonder, like, you're you a like, day buyer if you're kind of going, oh, hope it goes down in price. Do you mm. know what I mean? I feel like if you were there day one, you've gone, right, it's going to cost me. And also, oh, like, yeah, yeah. if you you spend that much on the console and then I'm sure Snipper Clips is great. Yeah. But if that's the only game you buy, like... I do, yeah. I do find it hard to get outside of kind of our worldview of, obviously, we all grew up playing video games. Like, what does Zelda mean to people, like, outside of the people we know? Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, I know Mario is instantly recognisable. Yeah, of course, yeah. Like, I don't know what, what does Zelda signify to those people because those games come out less often. Yeah. And mm. are maybe less accessible. I, I don't think so. Like, yeah. so I just don't know what Zelda means to people in the same way. Obviously, well, not saying it's not popular, but the funny thing is, I keep hearing people <clears throat> saying, like, telling anecdotes, and it's always the same sort of. Oh, I heard someone in the queue at Best Buy say that this is the first console they've bought since Nintendo sixty four. Like, if you're buying Zelda with that, you're fucked. That game was so hard. Yeah. It's so different. You're, like, like you, you haven't played you, a game you since absorbed the 90s. all the grammar that you need to play that game. That's yeah. like. That's I also absurd. think of all the Zelda conventions in that. Like, because there's some people in the office have bought switches, mm. and I think maybe for some of them this is their first ever Zelda game. Yeah, and I just wonder, like, it'd be really interesting to see just what they think of all the mm. things we take for granted and we're so kind of a nerd to, such as 
just I think the structure of it the story the characters like even Dan who works or if you listen to podcasts for a long time mm. you know who Dan is like he literally just knew nothing about it like really? who Link is like why are they doing this like are all the games connected all that sort of thing mm. um, the fact that it, like he goes I, I don't know I don't know what's happened in the previous ones not knowing that it's kind of a standalone adventure it's yeah. probably very similar to my <clears throat> opinion on Final Fantasy quite okay. frankly so yeah. oh, that's probably good whereas analog. I'm probably hmm. like completely oblivious and you know I, I, yeah, obviously really... I know now because I have a wife who does work for Final <laughs> Fantasy so. um, yeah Zelda Zelda <laughs> should we talk about yeah. it yes instead of attach rates yeah I, I just found <laughs> I know it, that is really it's interesting, interesting statistic. <laughs> it is a really, it is a really interesting Christ. statistic but it's one of those things well, where tell me an interesting go, story then I'll, do you want me to and I will score Actually, it are we gonna do the thing? are we going to do the thing where we say Everything we say could be considered a spoiler because exploring in Zelda is the point. Yeah, mm. but we're not going to go out of our way to spoil any story beats or. Well, should we? Let's. How far into it? Should are we you? set a timer? Creeper. I I think I'm. The like, third, in terms of hours, I would say. Oh, I'm probably thirty. Thirty hours already. Yeah. Holy macaroni! I reckon I'm about fifteen to twenty. Okay, so I haven't I'm, done the first boss though. I'm probably. Have you not? No. I've just been wondering just about doing photography. I'm Hyrule's greatest dog photographer. How many hearts have you got? Five. Five hearts and two stamina buffs. Okay. So I've done. Oh, you've gone all in on the stamina. I really like climbing because there's sometimes dogs up there. Top of big mountain. I don't know. Who knows? I'm <laughs> getting all the pictures of dogs like that. He's good at all these mountains. Oh, dog here. Oh, great. Another shrine. <laughs> so I'm probably about. I have done the first boss, but I think I'm only about seven or eight hours. Mm. Maybe I don't know. But I was massively underpowered. Right. That's why I think you found that much more difficult yeah. than I, because I did it way later, and I, it wasn't that bad yeah. for me at all. And I think that's part of... Like, it's hard it, to know how to judge it, actually. Cause well, because you're not levelling up. Yeah, either. and, like, areas are death-gated, because you get to mm. there, you'll be one-shotted. But you can run away from a lot of stuff and get you quite can, far into places you shouldn't be. You can also kill, like, anything with enough work. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it is possible to stay alive against anything. Yeah. It's not like you just walk into a place and you can't beat these not, things. Not some of the shit I've seen, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, like, there's there's one bit, like, you haven't seen it yet, so I'll keep it vague, but there is, um, like, a bad dude just before the first boss, mm -hmm. and you have to get some stuff. And it's properly hard. Mm. Um, but then you don't have to. But Rory, being Rory, of course he went and took it on and apparently beat it. Oh, fair enough. Um, he didn't read like, the specifics of what was asked of you. No, I, see. I probably spent a good hour and a half trying to do it, and I was just like, this can't be right. Like, I'm getting punished. And then, yeah, it turns out you don't have to fight if you don't want to. Yeah. And again, that's the beauty of that game. I that's think also cool. we've not said that, like, in short, we all think it's amazing. I think yes. it's one of the best games I've ever played already. Like, genuinely. Uh, yeah, I, li like, I literally cannot stop playing it. I, I think I'll do 20 minutes a night, and I'm up to, like, 2.30 in the morning. Well, it's yeah. one of the most, like... It, it, and it, it, you can tell they've designed it alongside the Switch. I know it wasn't always in development alongside the Switch, but something about that design works so perfectly with what that console does. The fact that every 10 minutes, something I've achieved something. Yeah. It's so perfect. The world is so perfectly spaced out, and the feeling of reward is so perfectly done that I constantly feel like, firstly, I'm doing something new. Like collecting Korok seeds. So yeah. there's little Koroks who are the uh, leaf, leaf dudes, dudes from uh, Wind Waker. Yeah. They've come back and they're essentially your hidden collectible like orbs or pigeons or whatever. But 
so many different types of puzzles and like environmental clues are attached to those things. I constantly feel yeah. like I'm looking you around find for the them next in so one. many different yeah. ways. Like, yeah, because I think one of the um, kind of advanced criticisms of it, where people were braced to like throw at it, I think was like, oh yes, it looks nice, but it looks very empty. And all we ever saw was the Great Plateau, mm. really. And then that final trailer, you saw some of the other worlds mm. or the different areas. Like, it, it, it is vast and it is open. But it is there's always something around the next corner. Yeah. Like you say this is like an environmental puzzle, something out of place, and you go, Oh, like you're gliding through the air and something'll catch your eye and yeah. you're like, Well, I don't know, it might be days before I'm back here. Yeah. Like, I might never even find this yeah, yeah. bit of this <clears throat> field again. Yeah. I might as well check that out now because or put a marker down. Well that's it. Yeah. I, I just open up my map and stick down <laughs> a stamp. I need to come, yeah, need to come yeah, back yeah. there later. I've got so many skull markers for things that I was like, fuck fighting that right <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> it's great. Well, that's it, yeah, just running across, like, you know, different parts of the map, and then, like, a massive stone golem kind of just pops out of nowhere. Oh, so good. And then, like, a cyclops ogre thingy. It's just, oh, my God. Should we... We were talking about this before. Should we set an alarm? And then... So we'll talk in slightly more specific terms yeah. for how, a how, set amount of time. Okay. 15 minutes. We'll do 15 minutes. So let me just get a timer up. So this is, if you want to go in knowing absolutely nothing, which is totally fair, then we, you can skip exactly 15 minutes after we say go, and we will have stopped talking about it, promise. Right. Go. Okay. There you go. So, that end boss battle then. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing I want, want to talk about, I did this last night, which is an area called Eventide Island, and I'm not going to go into the exact specifics of what it is, but it is an area in which uh, it essentially turns into a... Um, it sort of strips everything you have back to its absolute basics yeah. and you're not allowed to save and you have to complete a set of challenges on this island and it's just like after all of this time in this world becoming stronger and stronger and understanding yeah. more and more yeah. it suddenly just goes right everything you've learned so it use it strip back your hearts to the minimum so you've no, still got so that you have like your base stats and any <clears throat> stats you come in with Right. So because I had to do this three times, it took me fucking hours. Yeah. The third time I was like, right, I'm going to use an. So I used a thing just before I got to the island where I have yeah. six extra hearts. So I had yeah. like 12 hearts for the majority of this island. But that's. You have that and your Sheikah slate and nothing else. Right. And so no weapons. No weapons. No armor. Just nothing. pants. Oh my God. And then it asks you to complete <coughs> these, these challenges, which are sort of set across this quite small island. So you. Firstly, you end up learning this island by heart if you're yeah. there for long enough, which yeah. is amazing. Cause yeah. The world is too big to do yeah, that yeah. ever. So just going like, I now know Eventide so well. I know where the little marsh is and I know where that rock is and all yeah. this stuff. That's really cool. And also the idea that I'm suddenly looking at everything with the knowledge that only the knowledge that I've brought to it. So I'm like, yeah. that's going to give me three quarters of a heart. That fruit is going to help me out with right. this. I could cook that over there for. It's and like where you realise you're Ray Muse. Yeah, and don't right. gen, like and and you suddenly I'm, there's this one bit where you there's like an axe stuck in a tree trunk, but it's in the middle of a big. Um, it's like mud that you can sink into so you can't walk right. to it or swim to it right and you're like can i fly to that or can i freeze the mud and like you're starting to have these tiny puzzles where you're just applying all this knowledge you've learned mm. and it's just it's just this completely condensed version of the whole game so do you in one you, place can you still use all your abilities you like, can use all your chic slate abilities yeah. and that's it right um and it's just fascinating like suddenly just being thrust back and go and and it just going all right use what we've given you well that's what? Sorry. Sorry, no. I was just gonna say. I wonder if you can use like amiibo 
for example, and oh, then bring yeah, in food and stuff. I never actually whatever. thought about that. Possibly, yeah. yeah but like, I think <clears> don't what, what they talked about <laughs> beforehand <laughs> is like, oh, this one is going to break from a lot of conventions and templates they've laid down over the last 30 odd years. And I was like, oh, what does that actually mean? So all the kind of traditional dungeons where you get one item that kind of helps you solve that dungeon is gone. And the world has like 100 shrines that are kind of these little mini puzzles. But then there's, on top of that, there's stuff like you're describing where I think they've just gone, wouldn't this be awesome? Instead of putting this in a distinct, discrete mm. temple, just put it here on the map. Yeah. Yep. This is yeah. an area. Now, I found three additional places I won't go into when I've been wandering. And I've like, well, I'll just come back to that later because it's like, it feels like that's a temple. But it's just this awesome puzzle that has one single idea. And the beautiful thing about that, that about the game is that the only reason I found out about this place, the only reason I went to it, is because villagers in two different places had talked about it. Right. And it was just like, it's like hearing rumours. It's well, it's this grand yeah. fairy tale idea yeah, that yeah. like, here be dragons. I wonder yeah. how they and do that so well. sometimes they literally are. Yeah. <laughs> they you know, they, they like, do that so well when you speak to random people. Yeah. And they go... And they, obviously, it's kind of an illusion. You think, oh, someone's pushed me there. No, because you could have spoken to anyone and they would have told you about something else on the map. Mm. But it feels like you're bringing, it's like, oh, I'll work out with that. So they're like, it's near an island that looks like a skull. I'm like, oh, get that on the map. Yeah. I'm like looking for it. Yeah. It's really... It's brilliant. And like, there are puzzles built around that idea of like, there's this guy with an accordion, this, this yeah. Rito character, who will sing a song to you. And then that's your clue yeah, to solve his puzzle. I don't know puzzle. the meaning of it, do you? Yeah, and that's that's the whole puzzle. And yeah. cast, it's so brave, like just kind of going. Well, we're not going to give you a quest marker. Just do it. Yeah, like yeah. fuck off. Look for it. <laughs> look at the. Yeah, look at like that's where the world feels integral. It's like cause you actually have to study it. Like mm. one of the things you have to do is because um, Link has emerged after a hundred years and he's an amnesiac you've yeah. got to restore your memory and you've got on your Sheikah slate you've got pictures of the world that moments he showed with Zelda that you have to go and find and uh, at first I was like this is impossible this is impossible because yeah. and then as I've been traveling I'm like oh I recognize that right oh well, I don't know where that is, but I recognise the angle on that mountain. Yeah. So if I go from here and look, or I'm looking for this type of tree, yeah. you start having this in-depth knowledge of like, well, I know those trees are found in that region only. I'm going to go there so now good. and wow. start. See, I haven't done anything like but that. The, it, but the thing is like, initially when I looked at like, that's impossible. But yeah. it's like acquired knowledge. You just get, yeah, 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 yeah. gradually you're like, yeah. well, I know that area has those kind of leaves. It's kind of more autumn in that area. Yeah. So I'll go there. Yeah. And that, that kind of thinking <coughs> extends all the way into the mechanics of the game. It's all about like finding the best solution to something. But the best solution isn't their solution. It's yours. Yeah. Like what you're best there at. There are definitely shrines that I've done, which are kind of one-off puzzles that I've done in different ways mm. and not the way that I think they intend but also in each of the shrines there's also kind of an optional treasure box yes yeah. and I did one the other night where I solved the puzzle but to get the box I had to take away a core element of how I solved that puzzle so I basically had to come up with a second solution oh that's right. really cool and that's brilliant I think that's them going you can do this in lots yeah. of them and yeah. it's so yeah, like yeah. I think the best the best way I've come up with describing like how in depth because it's like physics systems and mechanics and all these things coming they just stick together and just give you options constantly with stuff um, the, the best solution the best way I have of describing how successful this is is that the one or two times where what I've wanted to do has just doesn't work have annoyed me so much that it means everything else must be working so well. Like the other yeah. day, I was like, this guy's in my way. I can't fight him. He's too strong. I don't have the weapons to do it. Yeah. 
what would happen if I put... You can get these um, Octorox drop their guts or yeah, their yeah, like yeah, lungs, yeah, yeah. which yeah. when you put them down are balloons and yeah. they like lift things into the air. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to make this fucker fly away. Yeah. So I like came up to him and like as he was asleep at night time and just dropped them next to him and nothing happened. Uh. And I was like, fuck, fuck's sake. And I was really pissed off. And then I realized that the only reason I was pissed off is because everything else in that game is just so was. well fleshed out yeah, that yeah, I yeah. assumed it just must work. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Um, oh, God, there's so much to talk about. What else can we talk about? What about UL? Uh, character design was the thing that was a massive standout. Animation like, is amazing. Because I've just, I've finished playing Twilight Princess HD uh, just before. Oh, that's the other thing. All previous Zelda games, you've got auto jump. The oh, number yeah. of times that I've just run off a cliff expecting it to jump and I've just <laughs> fallen. It's like, Argh. so trying to reprogram my mind to play it differently. Yeah. But again, that's just, I wouldn't be thinking that if I hadn't just finished it. But like, if you look at how the Zora look compared to in previous incarnations, mm. it's just nothing as grand or exciting. The King of the Zoras is amazing. It's amazing. That man, yeah. Yeah. I like the, 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 the sort of the fairies as well, the, the giant fairies. Oh, God, yeah. Have you, like, have I've you met one of them, them, yeah. Right. But like the way the way their hand just sort of springs out. Yeah. It's like, I think it's all, it's all so much like <laughs> unbelievable. It looks like like an amazing Ghibli movie and mm. as well. Like yeah. I love the um, graphical style. I think it's absolutely gorgeous. So, like and you know people criticize, criticizing oh. that as well. But there's an area I got to and it is it's classic Zelda location. It's the Lost Woods. And when I went in there for the first time, I, I on my big TV at home, I always. Absolutely, one of the most beautiful gaming environments I've ever been in. Yeah. It's that um, classic thing of art design trumps graphical quality. Absolutely. Like, so, because there are well, points. Dark Souls is a great example of that. Yeah. That game looks rough. Yeah. yeah. But it's got a great art direction. Yeah. yeah. There are there are points where I've looked at a landscape from the wrong angle and been like, yeah, this kind of, this could almost be like on a this could be like an iPhone seven game yeah. in places. And then you turn around and see like the most gorgeous sunset yeah, yeah. you've ever seen in a game yeah. and the way the waves are like water, reflecting like, the sun refle- and the water ref- the sea reflecting yeah. the sun is incredible. Yeah. And you just go Ah oh, fucking I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's just like, so like, like the fronds of grass as well, just yeah. like because like I have I've had frame rate issues, especially when playing on the TV. It's mad that that's the way around it is. I don't care. No. It's like it does not bother me. In the oh, slightest. it's minor, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. Because for all I was, of those I was just thinking about all the stuff I've seen, and just like all, and it, just everything feels valuable because weapons break, which can get annoying, but then makes everything feel yeah, so I feel, good when you also, have it. Also, I feel like, like I've got into like I'm not thinking I'm even in the I'm technically I think movements was the middle part of the game mm. the weapon thing becomes less annoying yeah. because now I'm accumulating just lots of good weapons right. that are all very more more varied than the starting weapons which are like clubs and swords yeah. And yeah, yeah. like it's more interesting stuff so I'm always quite happy to change oh fucking every time I have a boomerang it's my favourite thing in that game because when it. you throw it you have to catch it again Time so it. you just fly through and or if you're just in the wrong place and you chuck it and you're like yeah fuck that guy. oh it's bounced off a cliff it's I've lost gone. my weapon <laughs> Gone. It will be at the bottom of this ravine, but it'll take me an hour to get back up from yeah. it. Yeah, I just I love that. Just little things where it's constantly just going. Here's a new idea. Here's a new thing to concentrate on. Just in, like enjoy every which is little a, button. Which press. is like was something we often say about Mario games that this um, 
like this Mario game, this new level has this one idea and then gets rid of it. Mm. But what Zelda does, it just accumulates, accumulates, yeah. accumulates, and mm. then you're like, I have all this stuff to play with simultaneously yeah. and with each other. If you've read any of the reviews, this is the, one of the most common observations about it. But if you haven't and you're not, you haven't looked into it that much. The, one of the coolest things this game does is it starts you out in an area that is, to all intents and purposes, a tutorial area. Yeah, it's beautiful <clears throat> and it's cool, but it is, and it gives you basically every single ability that you would usually earn over the course of a Zelda game at the start of the game and then so it says here's the world yeah. remember remember that stuff see yeah. you later yeah and that's amazing uh, just having everything at your disposal the whole time and, and yeah like, I, I forgot initially that I had all that stuff yes. for ages yep. and I was like oh this is just for when I'm enshrined yeah. I don't use this all the time yeah. anywhere yeah. I want like I'm I'm Playing like stasis, which is one where you free freeze something in time, but if you yeah. hit it, it gains the kinetic energy. Yeah. Like yeah, and it accumulates it, and then when it stops, it flies off in the direction that you've given all that energy to. I'm just playing golf with boulders and enemies now. I'm just standing on top of a mountain and going, "I'm going to fuck these guys up," <laughs> and then just hitting a rock with a club for three seconds. Zelda's <laughs> in the castle going, "Fuck sake, Jesus Christ!" But like the other thing, I think that's most amazing is probably the freedom and the climbing, because in oh, so yeah. many of the other games. Like you run up a hill and then you hit that imaginary brick wall and you slide back down. Yeah, awesome. and you can go anywhere. Climbing is usually it's a incredible. pretty boring thing in a game. Yeah. Like, and also you climb a very predefined route. Mm. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. less so in like an Assassin's Creed game. In a in Uncharted, you do, but in Assassin's you kind of go up. But climbing an Assassin's game is not fun. No. no. And what's that very boring thing? It's like in Skyrim. It was all the the big thing was. Oh, I've seen that mountain. I want to climb it. I can. Hmm. No, you can't. You can go up three separate paths that they've drawn up that mountain. Yeah. In this, you're literally, I'm going to climb that mountain. I, I love it as well. I, I would like, I, you evaluate the terrain. You like Sylvester Stallone cliffhanger. You're yes. like, well, there's a bit of a ledge there. I can definitely climb up to that ledge, yeah, have a break. Yeah. And then sometimes, I think this is a brave choice. When it rains, you can't climb because you get slippy. Yeah. But then I have moments where I'm just like chilling out with Link. On the roof, on the on the ledge, doing inventory management. I actually for the rain to stop. I actually think <clears throat> the rain is my is my only real criticism of that game. I think the rain happens way too much because the rain makes cliff climbing impossible. Mm. Can't make fires, and sometimes you can get hit by lightning if you're carrying the wrong equipment. There's, those are too many downsides for how often it rains for me. Mm. So th there have been times when I'm just sitting on a fucking edge of a cliff and I'm like well, I want to be up there I'm going to have to wait literally five minutes to yeah. get there and I can't make a fire to wait yeah and I'm just sitting there like Ugh. do you take all your it must, the it, yeah, no, no, it yeah. must rain more in certain parts it, it, it does yeah it has to yeah. obviously the desert but I was just wondering about just the general areas yeah I think there are different microclimates different microclimates but I love how varied it is as well uh, yeah and you wouldn't get that like you, you said don't you wouldn't that get that from the original or what yeah, they've shown so far but yeah there's so many different and distinct places. I love how they blend together. And you go, oh, this looks quite just similar. And then you go further and then you go, this looks amazing. Yeah. And and it just changes <clears throat> It changes the enemies you're fighting and the, the general feel of the place. And oh, it's just like... Sorry, we, we're now just like wanking ourselves off. Yeah, but... <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> well, I know we don't do the oh, video podcast oh. anymore. So. <laughs> That's one of the main reasons. I'll tell you out. My first email is called One Handed Games. I've got a suggestion, mate. Um, we've got uh, a minute and 20 seconds before the boiler people come back. Yeah. What's the best thing that's happened to you so far? Ooh. Oh, God. What's the best thing that happened to you? You ask the question. You ask I think... I just, I think it's that weird, like they've got this take on sort of taking over a Far Cry base where just 
perfectly working my way through and never getting spotted and killing everything in exactly the right way, except for the big boss, like a huge blue moblin or something, right. and then having a duel with him after I've killed all his flunkies. Right. Like, they're all asleep, and I've stolen all their weapons. Oh, so and they wake steal up, people's yeah. weapons. That's it, and they, they wake up and themselves. go looking for them, and yeah. they're like, fuck! Yeah. And like, I just love that feeling of, that was all me. No one told me to do this. No one set it up so that I can. I just worked it out and was able to like yeah. it's brilliant like, it's just an amazing feeling game we haven't even talked about the combat the combat feels great yeah like surprisingly well, you can parry in it as well parry and like flurry attack it's got flurry like the, yeah, it's, it's got more depth like it took me a while to get used to it there's a lot, there's a lot of controls yeah and there's a lot of inventory stuff but like i'm really getting my eye now with the combat we've got 12 seconds that's what we're gonna do what? well you've got to say your thing uh, um uh, taking a picture of a dog and making it in my friend because i gave him some meat yes. oh. Seconds. Uh, I can't think of anything. Oh, my mind is gone. The Axel Rose bandana. Oh, there you go. Go Done. Oh, hello. 15 minutes. Hello, I have actually got one thing that I wanted to mention. We can't hello. talk about it. Hello, hello, everyone. Who left? Who left? Because you hate Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> you hate fun. Dale. Oh, miserable. In conclusion. Oh, like Ganon Dale. <laughs> in conclusion, load of shit. Move on. <laughs> Get out. Oh. Yes. I don't know what this is. Get Out is a fantastic new horror film uh, by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele Comedy Central fame. Um, that really? I, yeah. Yeah. How strange. Um, ah. Branch it out. Which I saw last night, and you saw last week, week, week or two Couple ago. Weeks ago with Rory. Yeah, and I think is one of the best films I've seen recently. It's like, very, very, very good, and extremely weird. Like that. There are moments. So to explain. So it's a horror movie, but I don't think he, that quite. It's he, more a thriller. He calls it a social thriller. Yeah, I think that's a really which is good a term. nice, nice I way think, of putting it. Yeah, and it's like a, so. To do the premise because the premise yeah. is in the trailer. Like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, young black man with a white girlfriend um, going to her house to meet her parents for the first time. Um, he's a little nervous about that because uh, she hasn't told them that he's black, and when he gets there, things start off well and then seem to go a bit strange. Yeah. And it progresses from there. Um, it's... First, <laughs> firstly, like, as a white man, um, there, there, is, there is an amazing attention to... It, it's Like, the premise is kind of... It hits you over the head a bit. Obviously, yeah. well, it is what it is. Yeah. What's, what's the Sydney Poitier film? Guess who's coming to dinner? Which is like a oh, 1960 yeah. film, which is basically the same thing. It yeah. must be alluding to it in a way. Yeah. Um, but the attention to the details of someone's life that I just never have to deal with and have never thought about because they're, they're essentially yeah. mundane. Because well, it starts off very innocent, where they're having like a like she goes home for the weekend and she's like. My dad will probably talk to you about Obama. Like yeah, how much he'll he'll he'd vote for him for a third time. Yeah, and he does it instantly, and yeah, he, right. he starts calling him a man. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, it's like he's obviously at that point. It's like it's a bit weird, but it's well intentioned. He's trying to make the guy feel comfortable. Yeah, 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 Maybe yeah. it's a little misjudged. Yeah. In a way that dads sometimes misjudge yeah. things and are weird around boyfriends. Yeah. yeah. And then you, they have the dinner party because it turns out they're having a big family get together or barbecue. Yeah. And then people start saying other things that just kind of push it a bit bit further a bit further right. but you'd still probably hear them in normal society yeah. but it's just like oh that's a bit more misjudged a bit right. more misjudged yeah. and it's just yeah it really smartly gets across the sort of faux pas and wrinkles of like what those like a biracial couple must go through yeah like, mm. like someone in the family going oh you, you must have played sports 
yeah. well, you're athletic, aren't right, you? Right. Yeah. What? And and just like that, li- just that line of where he goes, "Have you told them I'm black?" Yeah. You're like, I've never thought about that before, and I, you know, why would I? But <laughs> it's, yeah. it just adds this like this layer of really awkward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Co- and it is half a comedy film. Like, there's really, really, really laugh there out loud stuff. Funny characters yeah. in it, like, in, like intentionally funny. Characters. And you can tell it's a sketch writer writing. It has this like. Um, Episodic nature to it. It's like got it. it's episodic and it's got this the 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 rhythm of sketches. Even in the horror scenes, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up. Then it punctures it, yeah. and then it builds up and builds up and punctures it. And sometimes it's a f- scare, and sometimes it's a laugh, right. and sometimes it's both. Yeah, because there's another thing. Like she goes, he goes to this family's house, and this, again, this is in the trailer. Um, her parents have two people who work for them, and they're both black. So obviously, they're on this house in the country, bit like a plantation, and they have these two people who work for them kind of as as servants like as a cook and a groundskeeper right and it's like oh no no they're old friends but there's something a bit off about them yeah I'm not going to say anything more about what happens next okay but things start getting weirder and weirder and weirder and then it finally just goes bonkers yeah and it it, and it (coughs) is that's the sort of it's not a secret because the the original trailer which is fantastic gives away a lot of what happens it's kind of how how they do it yeah but it's properly strange like really outwardly surreal by the end and you just don't ever expect it to do the next thing it does like the jump a jump scare happens at a time you don't expect it to or a comedy scene happens when you don't expect it to and it keeps just cutting between all these things so you're constantly on your toes and it's just like it's brilliant like really really smart movie definitely 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 go see that over Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I've heard not good things about Beauty and the yeah. Beast. We, we gave it a pretty good review. It's a kind of yeah. mix. Some people have been quite into it and some people less so. Like me and Gav saw the other night and I don't understand why, again, why are you doing it if you're not mm. going to make it different? Yeah. It's like people playing those characters like they were in the 1992 whatever yeah. rendition yeah. of it. Yeah. Like why have humans if you're going to make them act like cartoons? Yeah. You had cartoons doing that. Is that really what it's like? Yeah, there's bits where like characters like sledge downstairs when they transform back into humans, and uh, it they are playing the cartoon versions. That's so weird, and that it's just weird, kind yeah. of like I'd kind of be into this if you were doing like something different with it. Like what you, you have all the freedom to have that story in live action, all the effects. Stage it in a different way. What would you do with it? I would literally start again with the premise of the fairy tale yeah. and go, how can we make everything look different? Make him look like a different beast, mm, yeah. make her wear a different gown, make the dan- dance it's all sequence the same. different. Yeah, exactly, and it's yeah. the same. And it's seen, like, yeah. like Jungle Book is different. Yeah, He went back to the Rudyard Kipling text, but he also knew that the Jungle Book movie that Disney made is probably more culturally relevant than Kipling's original mm. yeah. but he's cherry picked uh, from both and blending them and made yeah. something original yeah. this is feels like they've gone let's use this as previs for the live action is, yeah. they've essentially is, used a cartoon movie as storyboards <clears throat> which I don't understand and you know they've got Lion King in production but again that's yeah. fabulous I think that will do a different thing hopefully and it's Donald and, Glover and, and, and Little Mermaid as well oh yeah and I just don't think well, that, it's kind of pointless they to me they do Little Mermaid yeah well Chloe Moretz was attached but now she's retired from acting temporarily did she? yeah she's I didn't know that. taking a break uh, mm. I just don't understand why I do that yeah it seems very strange and it is kind of it's like it's Gav's favourite ever movie or yeah. favourite ever Disney movie sorry is it and yeah and we uh, and it's got a very we, very prominent and excellent we, Welshman in a major role he did like <laughs> him he liked <laughs> him but also like he is very good of all the people being like the cartoon 
He's the best. He, he's it. the best at it, and mm. he has the best numbers, like the best, the best oh, stage okay. numbers. I think like no one like Gaston. But uh, me and Gareth uh, laughed out loud at one point, and I think some people looked at us because um, again, can't be a spoiler if you've seen Beauty and the Beast because it's exactly <laughs> the same movie. Um, when you think the the beast isn't going to find true love, and all the people who have been cursed into being objects slowly turn into the objects, and you think they're going to be permanently like those things. In the cartoon, like you know, Lumiere has a like a really charismatic face. Yeah, mm. he's one of the most loved like sporting characters in all Disney movies. Here, he looks like a candelabra with a little tiny metallic face, and you can't like <laughs> really connect with him because he looks like a fucking candelabra. Yeah. So at the end, they're all outside <laughs> of the castle, and they're all slowly turning into furniture, which they already fucking look like. It's yeah. just his and at face. The end, at the end, there's a shot of just furniture on a lawn. I mean, guys, just burst that light off him because it looked like a yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just supposed to be this big, like, like, poignant, like moment. poignant moment. And it's just like a bunch of furniture. It's that oh, weird dear. thing when something becomes live action, you're like, oh, it all just looks a bit shh. It's scary, it like weird. Yeah. Whereas, like, Lumiere is amazing and charismatic. You can get away with that in the cartoon. Whereas, this, like, I don't think you McGregor is bad at all, mm. but it's like, do, do Lumiere. Yeah. Can you yeah. do that again, please? Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. There you, there you go. There you go. I like the beast, though. Again. I like Dan Stevens the beast. Really? But, um, Dan Stevens, Legion Man. I didn't know it was him. He's good, isn't he? Dan Stevens, well done, him. He's got a good long well done, face. Mate. Should we do some feedback? Yeah. Let's do some feedback. Uh, so, to, to put this into context, the one-handed gaming uh, elements shouldn't be laughing when you hear about it. Um, it's a man last week called Jason Adler wrote in, and his brother had recently suffered a stroke and wants to continue gaming and was asking how we game, uh, what he could play with one hand. Um, nice. and we do have some suggestions. And we, yeah, we've actually, like, we've had so many suggestions from people. It's been very nice. Um, and I believe Daniel has the first. Yes, my first bit of feedback is from Matthew Anderson. When I was 17, I was in a serious accident and lost my left arm completely. Bloody hell. Video games have always been and still are a huge part of my life. I taught myself to play games with one hand and I could help others learn about techniques I use and devices that are available. I really don't use any devices but could explain how I play to others. If people want to find me, I can be found on Xbox at Robin. So it's Robin with two Bs, X. D.E. Hood. You can look through my games list to see that there isn't much I don't play, and no one I play with has ever thought I wasn't playing well enough. I'm now 41 and still gaming, so you don't have to give up if you really love it. That's really, That's awesome. really nice. Yeah. Thank you very much, Matthew. Um, and following that up, uh, Gavin Tan says, Hi guys, I used to work at Special Effect, who we have previously done charity runs for. Ne- nearly they're, killed ourselves. Um, yeah, they're an amazing group of people who allowed us to do something stupid. Uh, and we used to get a lot of contact from people who had suffered strokes. The good news is that there are quite a few bits that Jason's brother can help uh, sorry, can use to help him game again. They're especially modded controllers made by the wonderfully wacky Ben Heck, and also the Razer Naga MMO mouse that when paired up with an adapter and some software works really well for a lot of games. Uh, it might be worth reaching out to Special Effect as they should be able to lend him some bits to try, <coughs> and if the setup needs to be a bit more customised, they could tailor the solution to his individual needs. Hope this helps. Thanks, Gav. Yeah, Special Effect. Um, there, it Doing turns out work. there are loads of... Um, like I didn't know beforehand but just we've had so many emails from people suggesting like custom rigs and yeah. uh, like controllers that you can get for this which is amazing I, yeah. it's something I've never again I've never had to think about this before yeah, so, which well, is I really remember, interesting as a bought, white man as a white man 
But I remember playing. I think they had a setup with like Colin McRae or Dirt or something. Oh, they came like and that. demoed it, like where with you the... controlled it with your eyes, mm. which is like it actually worked really well. Crazy. I've yeah. seen that with um, Football Manager as well, which is the next step towards me being a creature <laughs> that just plays Football Manager <laughs> and dies. Don't have to move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to stop playing Football but Manager like, three but, years ago because it was Manager really. Seems... Well, you're really. I uh, Football Manager twenty. 13 or 14 I had like 700 hours or wow. something disgusting like it was bad and I had to stop <laughs> I really had to football stop. manager feels like a game that you could quite easily do with either one hand or with your oh yeah absolutely like racing yeah. game seems yeah like that's that's, ab- crazy. that's absurd that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently you also spoke about the Switch last week. Uh, yeah, we talked briefly about Rory's experiences with it. Okay, so uh, Cameron Hill from Australia. As, um, I, as as someone with Australian relatives, I can say that that's perfect. Perfect, oh, thank you. Uh, just wanted to say that I listened to your latest podcast and uh, has some feedback on the Switch. Uh, him and his two kids love it. He bought two of them. Uh, one for himself and one for his kids. Uh, He's earning. Good dad. Um, well, there <laughs> two is different perspectives there. <laughs> uh, well, I'll jump ahead. So he traded in his PS4 to buy the second Switch. Oh, good man. I know. Uh, anyway, so uh, they've got an eight-year-old son and five-year-old daughter, and they love it. Just Dance is their favorite game, same as you, Joe. Yep. Uh, and they play it for 30 minutes every day, uh, and they put it on the tabletop, and they play it while they're cooking dinner. That's so a nice really cool thing to do. That's brilliant. That's legit. Yeah. Get them on snipper clips, mate. That'd be amazing. Do that so, before dinner. How hard is that? It's not as active. Is that quite hard for a like five and a eight? I think because you can play up to four players, and if you've got two, players helping. If you've got two switches, that means you've got four Joy-Con, which Ooh, means yes. you can play the full four-player mode or just three. But you, if you had like a parent and two kids all working out together, I reckon yeah. that would work really well. Nice. There you go, bringing um, families together. The IGN UK podcast, not the Switch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think is it what we do. Pair our GM. And now has three switches. Yeah. Uh, do you ever listen yeah. to MVC? Well, I like when Jose goes, all right, on the GM money, are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, like every single Amiibo <laughs> ever. Yeah. I find them very amusing. Yeah, um, yeah he's I got like Jose. three switches. His, two of his sons have them, and one of his sons has the Wii U version of Zelda. I, I like, oh, oh yeah, Perry. Uh, tweeting going, brackets, doesn't mind. But he does. He will yeah. when he's older. That's classic <laughs> That's classic dad. Wool over he dad's eyes. <laughs> so, so we're all going to go out and uh, drive in the car, and, and oh, you can't bring yours with you. Sorry about that. Oh. We're all on ice cream. Do you want an apple? The <laughs> <laughs> um, final email. Is this the final one? No, no, one, more. one more. We've got one Penultimate. more. Is it from Fraser Sutty, a bloody student in Manchester? That's what it says. Yeah. Oh, say, oh, yeah. Get a job, mate. I think it's pronounced Franchick, not Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely call by that, isn't Very it? Good. Oh, it's like Daniel Kitson yeah. doing comedy in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Hello, how is the switching going? I've been watching IGN for a few years now and I've come to realise there's a pretty big disparity between the content coming from the UK office and the rest of the company. Yeah, they do more of it. (laughs) Uh, I'm a big fan of... Don't see us doing graphics comparisons, do you? (laughs) Only got Playstations, mate. Um, I'm a big fan of the IGN UK podcast and PTT, but the topics of conversation on these productions are... Different to what gets discussed on Beyond Unlocked or MVC. Well, they need to pull it out, don't they? Um, I've never heard stories of what hijinks happened in the parks where Brian Altana grew up or Eric Goldman's opinions on bumming. (laughs) I'd love to know Eric Goldman's opinions on bumming. Well, this is... Oh, wait. (laughs) 
<laughs> this guy's just saying the content from the UK office is Gav's fucking life. That's all that's happened. Um, but, like, if Eric ever comes to the UK, we need to get him on this Eric, podcast. Eric, get on this podcast. We're not asking you about Arrow. No. <laughs> that would be really funny. Where do you funny. stand on... Um, I suppose my real question you is... You don't stand on it. First problem. <laughs> First, that's what you're going wrong, mate. Um, I suppose my real question is, if the head offices are in the US... How have you not been shut down already? <laughs> Honestly, a the question amount, we ask ourselves is, every week. This is the perfect question for Honestly, a podcast with Alan. Uh, yes. Honestly, the amount of times I've heard Gav say the phrase "get the rat out" is mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you for is, joining us for the last ever IGN UK podcast. Yeah, we per should actually listen to this. I was going to say we shouldn't have insulted. Well, we didn't insult. We him. didn't insult him. Well, you insulted him. You said he gives apples to his kids. Uh, no, <laughs> good dad. Good dad. <laughs> The one he doesn't like. The one he doesn't like. Oh, that's um, where. See, now you've gone wrong. So, yeah, I don't know what to say, Fraser. Um, We're just keeping it real. I can't. <laughs> that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what is that? A Goldman podcast. Oh, it's, yeah, it is. They it's gone as well, isn't it? On that? They don't call it that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we talked about this before, but last year when we went to E3, we at the IGN twentieth birthday party, we were having a discussion with Pear, and he was like. I think he was talking to you and I like very recently joined and he was like yeah we kind of try and stop everyone swearing but like there's nothing we can really do about you guys <laughs> yeah it's kind of like almost like oh I can't it's cu- like again culturally insensitive Australians they're too far gone well that's well, a, yeah. they're a different scale like entirely I remember when I first joined we used to say the C word I know we did yeah that like I feel like that's that we've grown up like how much mm. how much do you want us to grow up come on <laughs> exactly. like there's only so many restrictions I can work we've done on the there. best we can okay with what we've got with yes. what we've got thank you Fraser thank you oh yeah sorry I've got one more you just looked at me and I thought yeah I wasn't really sure what we were doing then Martin Willingham says hey guys oh wait hey guys <laughs> I love the show and I know you're all massive fans of Overwatch so I thought I would tell you that myself and my pal Chris are going to be playing for 24 hours solid on the 14th of April but only playing as Mercy Ooh. we're doing it for Macmillan and we're hoping to raise oh, lots of money cool what an awesome idea that is yeah. a fantastic idea my question is if you had to play as one character for 24 hours in Overwatch which one would it be and also do you have any advice for me I think it's going to be tough don't power up the cancer uh, if you could give us a plug which we have people can so don't get ahead of yourself people can donate and find out more at www.nomercy24.co.uk and I've also attached our press release just because the fact they've got a press release that's pretty fantastic yeah organized unfortunately we have not organized to print out the press release so consider that your release (laughs) um advice for mercy players biggest one you should all the time when you are not using your staff be trying to land hits with your blaster on the other team because that powers up your charge for res Ah. also I know this is a very obvious one. I don't know if you guys play Mercy at all. We not, we don't really have a Mercy player among no, us that Alicia much. plays it sometimes. And Dale as well, and Gav. But um, or, so three don't of them. For, don't <laughs> for, yeah, don't forget to like power up people. Yes, don't, yeah, don't yeah. constantly be healing people that yeah. don't need to be healed. Yeah, because healing often isn't effective. Isn't that effective on someone being shot? Like yeah, in the like, right situation with a tank, it will keep them alive for longer. Mm. So they might be able to deal or, with the situation, yeah. but. With if it, you've got another hero on the team, like saying Anna, like she might be able to be more effective, and you can just like focus on powering up a Farah. And actually, go around with Farah as oh, well. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you can, if They're you can both do makes the it very hard to hit. If you can do the sync up Farah Mercy combo, where you're flying after her almost constantly, constantly. but keeping away and but using your slow uh, yeah, fall to 
like avoid in a, damage. in an opposing team, you don't know who to prioritize because yep. Farrow is destroying you. Yep. But obviously, it's much harder to kill because the Mercy's right behind them. <laughs> yeah. And um, oh, what's the other brilliant thing that Mercy does sometimes? Oh, just like... Um, no, I've forgotten. She's good. <laughs> Use her. Yeah. Bye. She, well, she arguably has the best ult in the game. Yes. Yeah. Also with... Um, and it's been buffed. She can now move while she does it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with Bastion being the overpowered, the unsexy, <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> fucker that he is at the moment, yes. that's going to be fun. It's a good so, combination. If you stuck around this long in the podcast, you've obviously, you'll give us a moment to talk about Overwatch. Is he, like, with the changes, I'm, what I'm trying to get my head around is, like, obviously he has been buffed, that's true. But is it also because we just never play against them? Is this, I think there's oh. some element of that. We yeah, never yeah, yeah. usually play there's against definitely them. Definitely no plays Bastion, and now they do. We're just not used to, like, Bastion being in that situation yeah. on Ilios because honestly, we never have to deal with it. Yeah. Honestly, the only problem I have with Bastion post-buff is the fact that he can, whilst healing stationary, he can survive almost uh, anything. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Survived a, I survived a soldier all the other yeah, day. That shouldn't, that shouldn't that be That is happening. crazy. I don't care. The fact that he can get in and out of turret mode quicker, like, that's fine. He kind of needed that. He should do, because he was viable. a bit of a ball ache. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mind healing on the move either. That's fine. But, yeah, just that one thing where he can survive almost any attack. Yeah, just when people right focus stage, on him, it's, yeah. It just feels a bit like... Because then you're, like, not rewarding, like, us syncing up and saying, Bastion, focus on him, he's about to go. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. he's just weathered it. Great. From, from yeah. like, a game flow perspective as well, it becomes very, it becomes a boring game when you come up against a Bastion now, like, which is something they won't want. I've had... Because he dominates. Any game that he's in, it becomes all about yeah. him. And the amount of times I've chased... Recently, I've chased a Bastion, and he's stopped, gone into turret mode, and just turned on healing. And I'm just standing there going... So essentially, you're creating a stalemate when what we should be doing yeah. is fighting. fighting. Luckily, I'm Roadhog, so I chain him out of turret mode yeah. and shoot him in the face. There you go. Good for me. Um, have you ever done long streams before? I've never done a 24 no, hours. No, I could definitely play Overwatch 24 hours. Could you? Yeah. Breath of the Wild, mate. No, nah, nah. No, but action. what happens if you go through... Like, I know what you're like. You if you have a bad patch, you get very angry. Well. You do. Well, no, I get a bit grumpy... I'm the one who gets angry. <laughs> he gets angry, I get grumpy. That's, yeah. that's, that's how we work. Yeah, that's, the, that's the dynamic. I can't wait to that's spend the, the 24 uh, hours dynamic. on the stream. It would, to be honest, that would make for a very good stream. Yeah. You don't want us just going, oh, I'm very relaxed uh, collecting insects in the field. You want us like getting fucking angry. Angry, grumpy gamers. We should be doing that. We'd be millionaires. Yeah. Um, to finish up, he asked us who we'd play for 24 hours in Overwatch. Would you try... I very think I'd try someone new. character, yeah. Mm. Well, try someone but new. So you have to stick with the same character. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think I'd probably try someone new. I'm going to think about you it. You always bit. say this. No, but like, because over that period Alex of time. Alex said when I would he prestiged, better. he'd go on to a new character. Bollocks. I didn't say straight away. <laughs> Cover all bases there, didn't you? But I did try. We got, uh, did really badly. Oh, um, Rory tried um, Winston, Winston today. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Uh, terribly. Really badly. Just, just <laughs> launched himself, got killed immediately. Anyway, that's He's enough good. Uh, like, I quite like to play as Zarya, but I know that oh, you play Zarya. So good. Well, yeah, I really well, enjoyed playing as May, and I've stopped playing as so. Just get on it. May's my like, favorite We were playing against a really good May yeah. today. If I got the chance, I'd play as Arissa, the new one. Yes. She looks good. She looks um, awesome. Or who would play, play as? A McCree. I want to get good with McCree. You know, because we come up... Again, this is very inside baseball, but again, you're here at the end of the podcast. You can turn off probably if you want. Um, Don't. Because who who messes us up most? Farrah's? Mercy's. Mercy's. McCree. A good McCree. Yeah, 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 you can get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. We still don't have it. Unless yeah. he plays a little bit. But we'll get there one day. Anyway, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you for sticking around to the end if you did. <laughs> Maybe we should make that a regular feature. Overwatch, Overwatch at the end. Chat. Yeah, exactly. Overwatch <laughs> nights. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, it's just a bit sexier part of the podcast. podcast. I was just Ooh. thinking that it was the final push, but like, if you want to make it sexy, we can do that. I mean, Over- you're calling it the final push. <laughs> Overwatch overtime. overtime. Hello. Overtime, and then we like an hour of Overwatch chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be fair, the actual fucking podcast guy. That's yeah. why we'd be shut down. It's because we were doing nothing else other than talking about fucking Overwatch for three hours every week. <laughs> anyway, terrible. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back same time next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye.